Okay, ladies, it is summertime. The sun is shining, the beaches are calling, and the barbecues are on fire. But do you think to yourself, all of those fun activities, how can I stay consistent with my health and my workouts this summer? Most women struggle to stay consistent with their health during the summertime, and that's okay, right? The days are getting longer. We finally have had a little bit of freedom in our lives. The weather's nicer, and suddenly we have a million things to do. Enter the stress-free summer. It is here to help you. It is my 66-day challenge that will help you to stay on track this summer, no matter what life throws you. The stress-free summer will show you how to be consistent, how to harness the power of small changes so you stop asking yourself, is it working? You'll just know and you will also stop wondering, WTF, what do I eat? And finally, have a healthy living process that will make getting healthy feel easy. Make this the first change of your summer. Instead of telling yourself you need to exercise more and eat less, bring your food to the neighborhood barbecue. Now's the time that we get some results by keeping it simple. So join me for the stress-free summer. It is our 60, it's my signature 66-day challenge that you won't want to miss. Welcome to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you are ready to find your inner magic, develop great habits, and a rock-steady mindset to feel confident, comfortable, and fit in your body, you are in the right place. I am Kim Barnes-Jefferson, and I'll be giving you weekly doses of health, fitness, and life tips sprinkled with humor and real talk. If you're ready to be consistent without the stress of perfection, magic makers, it's time to slip into your favorite pair of PJs, grab some coffee, kick back, and listen to today's show. Hey, magic makers, it's Kim here, and I am bringing you yet another client interview. And today I'm interviewing Miss Christy Bernstein. And you'll hear in the interview that she has the honor of being the first client that I have worked with um, online. And I worked with her for over a decade. And as you hear through the conversation, you know, one of the things I look for, or I hope for, when I take on a client is that we develop a relationship. And for many people, they there's this can you develop a relationship with a coach in a virtual uh, space? And for a lot of the years that I coached online, it was very virtual. It was um, email only. And there were a number of clients that I only, you know, talked to in person a handful of times a year, right? You know, if you purchased a phone call, we would talk online, or um, I would also uh, host several camps a year, or also when I was doing a lot of um, fitness competitions, I would physically go to the show and you would see me there. And, you know, Christy was one of those people that I saw her maybe once a year. And oh, I was lucky to see her once a year. And we were able to foster this relationship, you know, with 11 months of virtual back and forth. And I really liked, I love the relationship that we have. I love the relationship that it continues now um, through this day. And so one of the ways that she and I were able to build this relationship was that she understood I had her back, right? She, um, you know, as you get through uh, the conversation today, she's in the military and she was doing all the things we've all done 
right? And, you know, and you'll hear in her conversation, she's like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. I can't believe I'm saying this. And some of us have all done that. And we're probably like cringing at things we've done in the past in order to hit our goals. Things that we're like, oh God, this is what I have to do. And it's no, it's not what you have to do. It's what you think you have to do. And one of the things that you'll hear in the conversation that I have with Christy is that I showed her that it's possible, right? But here's where, you know, and I've talked about this before, you have to open your mind to trust. Right? You have to break free of our rigid mindsets, our rigid mindsets of telling us that the only way that I'm going to get the results is by staying the course, staying what I'm doing. And um, recently on Facebook, I, I read my good friend Lana, she wrote, you get what you repeat. And so I want you to really look at what it is that you're doing, the steps that you're taking, the actions you're taking. Is it giving you what you want? And well, maybe you don't know what you want. And I, and I, and I see this regularly. Um, people are just, this is what I do. I've been doing this for decades and I don't know how to do any different. I don't know how to want something different because I haven't done it for so long. I haven't peeked around the corner. You know, it's similar to people who um, have worked at a job for umpteen years are they happy? They don't know. There's like, this is all I know how to do. And the fear that if I do something different, will I get something different? But I, cause I, if I stay in this lane, I know exactly what I'm going to get in this lane. Right. But if I change lanes, I don't know. And so for a lot of people, they want certainty. And the challenge with fitness is that there isn't a lot of certainty in fitness. You know, I am certain that if you eat more calories, then you burn, you will gain weight. I am certain that if you eat less calories than you burn, you'll lose weight. Is it as black and white as you want it to be? No. But what I know is that you have to be open, right? You have to say, you know what, if what you're getting is giving you what you want, rock on with your bad self. But if you, in the conversation here with Christy, she was doing all the crazy shit that we all did. You know, we, the, multiple hour of cardio sessions, the, the more uh, harder, crazy workouts, you know, cutting out random food groups just because, you know, so, you know, so-and-so told you that they stopped eating, you know, kale or they stopped eating carbs, they stopped eating all white food. And you're like, oh, I got my, I must do it. I must do it. And so we all have to kind of start to think about like, is our rigid thinking keeping us a stuck, right? Is our whole thought process is that what's keeping us from hitting the goals that we so desperately want to hit. And, you know, in the conversation with Christy, you'll hear, you know, what are some of the things that I worked with her to help her shift that mindset so that she could, you know, break out of this cycle um, of, you know, restrict, restrict, restrict. Um, And when I expanded her mindset to say, like, instead of us Um, focusing in on just 30 days before your your weigh-in date. What if we blew it up and we said, let's expand it out by three months so that you could not be always sprinting to the finish line? Like that blew her mind, right? She was scared because that's what, what she saw, right? And, you know, I don't know who said that, but it wasn't me. But you're the sum of the five people that surround you. And in her surrounding, everybody... 30 days away from the weigh-in, that's all they knew. All they knew was, I got to press down on the accelerator so that I can 
sprint towards this weigh-in day. So take a listen to our conversation with Christy and let me know, you know, how many of these things have you done? How many things have you told yourself? These, this is what I have to do in order to get results. And are you getting the results? And if you are getting the results, are you keeping the results? Or are they fleeting because you can't, you know, hold on to this like go big or go home mentality for very long? All right. Today's iTunes review of the week is brought to you by C. Hayes 77. I am so happy to have found this podcast. I look forward to listening to the new episode every week. I just finished the latest episode on lifting weights and loved it. I listened to it three times because it's so informative. I feel like I have a trainer in my ear when I listened and a friend to chat with along with the things I love, fitness. Ah, thank you so much, C. Hayes. That just fills my heart so full. So anyone else has a review, please absolutely share it with me. I love this and I appreciate every single review that I get. It just melts my heart that I am sharing the information that is going to be helpful for you to make sure that health and fitness is easy for you. Oh, magic makers. Today I am talking to Miss Christy Bernstein. So I want you to know that she has the distinctive honor of just being an awesome all around lady, but she has the distinctive honor of being my very first online client. For years, I only work with people in person. And then I started working online and Christy was my very, very, very first client. And she was my client for over a decade. Um, and she's just like, just super awesome. Um, she started working with me because uh, she's in um, one of the branches of the military and they still require you to weigh in. And so she was doing it in an insane way. And she was looking for a way to have sanity <laughs> and hit her weigh in goals. And so I've over the years, I swear, like she's old enough to, I think, I think of her as my child, but she, it was biologically impossible for her to be my child. <laughs> But I absolutely positively adore her and you will adore her too. Welcome, Christy, to the show. Thank you, Kim. Thanks for having me. This is uh, such an honor. And I had no idea I was your first online client. Yes, you were. You... I thought I was just jumping into the mega machine. No. That was Kathy Savage Fitness. Yeah, no. I So I was a client of Kathy's for decades. And then she asked me to be a coach. And you were the very first client that I had when I became a coach. I did not know that. Yeah. Say a little trivia. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, you know, so actually Chrissy was the first person that I worked with that that didn't have a competition goal. And I, I love that, you know, because it was like, okay, how do we make this a lifestyle for her? And so Christy, like you, I mean, you've shared with me before, like, you know, you would come to like April and October, like still every time <laughs> April and October come, I think about you and I'm like, okay, I'm like, we got to get her there. We, we got to, we got to have her, you know, pass her physical so she can stay in the Coast Guard. And we were just talking, Christy, tell people how many years you've been. Oh, I said, I, I said it. Well, it's I'm okay. It's all okay. Right. It's all good. All right. So she's been in the Coast Guard for what? How many years? Uh, including school, 28 years, 28 years. Have you guys done anything for 28 years? I mean, besides live. I, I was just like, I don't, I haven't had one job for, 
I think the longest job I've had is this. I've been doing this on my own for over a decade. So that's my longest <laughs> that I have been doing something. So that just blows my mind. And so, Christy, I remember we've had these conversations for years. So before you started working with me, like what were some of the crazy things you did to make sure you hit your way in? Oh, oh gosh, Kim. Some of this is embarrassing to admit, but you know, the normal, I call it normal at the time, four hour cardio sessions yeah. per day. Mm-hmm. Um, the eating less than 800 calories a day. Yeah. At least. Um, what else? I, I mean, it, it was exhausting. It's exhausting just to think about it. Um, not eating food groups, just cutting oh, yeah. them out for months and months. Right. At a time. And you have a very physical job. Like it's not yeah. like you are always, you know, some days you are sitting at a desk, but other days you got to walk, walk around the base. You got to walk around ships. So like, you know, how was your energy level and your mood back then? Oh, not, not great. Not yeah. great. I, I'm, I, my husband, I think calls it the crazy years. <laughs> well, I laugh um, because I'm sure, you know, everyone in, you know, uh, is on the same cycle in the, in the Coast Guard that like April and October are the times that we're, you're always, you know, going up for your physical fitness part. And I'm sure during the six months, three months prior, everybody was just a hot mess. Well, it's it's usually the month prior because everyone waited right up until right. the month before and, or the month of, cause you had the entire month of April or October and uh, yeah, it's just, it's craziness. It's, um, Yeah. I think the craziest thing, you know, I found this in Texas where you could do these like full body wraps. Oh yeah. That I think I did that a few times just to take an extra inch or two off, um, which, which is complete madness. You know, you have complete madness. Yeah. Saunas. Oh yeah. Yourself in the bathroom with the hot water going or those, um, Uh, those, um, like, uh, plastic, like they look like trash plastic bags. suits. I yeah. never, I never went the plastic trash bag route, but I did go with like the sweatshirt and sweatpants and that's yeah. just not me yeah. at all. So if you saw me on the spin bike with sweatpants and a sweatshirt and a heater, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. don't look the other way, don't judge. Yeah. Kim, I was doing, I was doing, you know, hot yoga and hot cardio before it was even a class. Right. You're like, I invented it and I'm pissed (laughs) that I didn't capitalize on it. Yeah. Are you still doing yoga? I know that was like a big thing for you. Uh, A little bit, but not, no, I haven't, uh, I haven't continued that over here in LA. Maybe when I go back to Maryland, but uh, that's a whole different, that's a whole different discussion, discussion about Bikram and leadership and principles and <laughs> a whole, whole different thing. All right. So we're going to just put, we're going to put a pin in that. Yeah. Just put uh, a pin in that. When you want to talk leadership, we can <laughs> in diversity, equity, and inclusion and all of that good stuff. We'll just put a pin in hot yoga. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, so Chrissy came to me and she's like, she goes, look, she's like, this is what happens. Like every April, they, I, I have to either step on a scale or get measured. And then it happens again, six months later. So she's like, this is my life. And I'm like, okay, that's great. But how do, you know, like, how do we take the crazy out of that? How do we suck the, you know, the hot, the hot spin yoga out of her life? And so when we started working together. We're like, how do we just start like making it so that it's her life? Right. And so that was like, kind of, you know, 
our first thing was like unlocking like freaking diet behavior so that we weren't sprinting, sprinting to the finish line every single time. And so, you know, I, I originally I treated her like a comp- competitor. I was like, okay, give me a date. And she's like, well, that's not how it works. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, they say April and then probably around March, I get a quasi date and I'm like, okay, let's just shoot for the 15th of the month. And so that way we know how to, we can count back. And so we, we, we I basically treated her like a competitor. I'm like, all right, we're going to start three months out. And she was like, three months. Like, oh, that's such a lot. That's a lot, of, that's a lot of cardio. That's a lot of four hour cardio days. <laughs> right. She's like, huh, I'm going to have to look at my schedule. <laughs> <laughs> and so the first thing was like, how do we try to keep that like, you know, crazy? Cause I, I, I mean, everyone listening here, all who, if you haven't done a hour plus cardio session. Have you done cardio? <laughs> I mean, but, so, but Kim, I think it's helpful to add that it wasn't like I wasn't working out and then no. starting if, if this was a, you know, oh, yeah. workout every single day. Yeah. It's the military workout five o'clock in the morning, work out for at least an hour. Right. Doing all the crazy things that you do in the military. Like they, you know, they're like, yeah, you are going to do burpees and then we're going to run for three miles and then we're going to do pushups and then we're going to do all other crazy shit. And then you're going to go do your active job. Yep. Yep. And then you're probably going to add a second workout. You're going to go to sports day at the end of the day. Right. And then you're like, you know what? It's March. I'm going to get weighed in. So I should probably throw in an extra cardio. I'm probably just going to, like you said, hop on a spin bike. Cause I've already been on my feet all day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's easier to hop on a bike. I'm not going to do another run. I'll just jump on the spin bike. <laughs> yeah. I'll hop on the spin bike or hop on the row or something that's seated because you know, I'm tired. And no, and like I say this and, I, and I'm laughing because I know people listening here, they have done the same thing. Like, you know, they're like, okay, in the morning, I'm going to do an hour on the step mill, then come back. And maybe it's a spin class. Maybe it's a boot camp class. We've all done that. And we're on top of whatever other workout that you're doing, because we think more is better. And so what ends up happening is that more is more. And then, you know, you end up, you know, you are now, did you, at what point did you know you had PCOS? I or- intuitively, I think I knew I had it probably about a three years before I started working with you. Um, it just was on, it went undiagnosed for yeah. a good. Well, so PCOS turned into insulin resistance, turned into hypothyroid, turned into adrenal fatigue, turned into, um, so that went on for about 10 years. Yeah. Undiagnosed. Yeah. And so like, you know, when you first, like I, like when I first looked at Kristen, I'm like, all right, I'm like, you're doing all this stuff. Like something's going on. Right. So it was just a matter of, you know, us kind of like, she's an onion, like, and, you know, and if any, if you know anything about PCOS or insulin resistance, it's an onion. It's like, you are always just trying to find, like, get back to the root cause. And I know for many people listening here, you might be struggling with both PCOS insulin resistance. And a lot of it has to do with our crazy exercise, our crazy restrictions of our food, because, you know, it all comes down to balance in our body. And, and I think stress as well, oh, for sure, for sure. Because yeah. I was on, I was, um, on board ships and we were working all kinds of crazy hours, um, sometimes up all night. Yeah. Getting four, two to three hours of sleep each night. And then also when you were doing, um, you were like the on-call command and like, you would have to like, yep. you would be like, I'm going to have a good night's sleep. <laughs> and then you'd get that call and you're like, 
Could it be a 15 minute call or could it be we're there all night? Yep. And then I worked in a command center where I had the night watch for a month at a time, but then someone would get sick and you'd have to take their day watch. So it would be immediate flipping of, of, uh, your circadian yeah. yeah, messing with your circadian rhythm constantly. So, you know, it's, I always under, like, um, I have, I have clients who are nurses and I never understood that they'll do the, they'll do the similar thing that you do. Like they'll work a month days and then they'll get, they'll only be given like 48 hours, maybe 36 hours to flip tonight. And I'm it like, disastrous for your body. And I'm like, you guys are in the medical field. You have to understand that it is not like a light switch for you to go from like working at 7 a.m. to then all of a sudden working at 7 p.m. It doesn't work that way. And I'm just like for everyone who's in has those kind of like shifty jobs, I'm like two snaps up in a tic tac to you. Like I would be a mess for months on end if I had to like do that flip flop all the time. Yeah, it, it it's madness. And and you know, I think back to that time and there weren't podcasts back then no. that talked about sleep hygiene and talked no. about um, you know, blue light and talked about, you know, all of the things that at least I subscribed to those podcasts. Um no, you and, should, and you listen should. to it. But back then, 15, 20 years ago, that that wasn't part of the conversation. So no, we, you know, I remember when I first started working out, it was like you sleep when you're dead. Like there was like sleep wasn't like even part of the equation. It was like work hard, rest. Who needs rest? And I remember you were the first person to tell me that how um in your house, like you was it on a timer that you have like your lights? On a timer, I had some uh I went from from regular lights like LCDs to to blue or to red light. Yeah. Yeah. And I and so you were the first person who told me about this. And then I went and I stayed in an Airbnb and it did the same thing. And it was like the, and of course, like, you know, in Airbnb, they write down all the the stuff. Uh And then I, so I'm like sitting there and then all of a sudden it's like, it wasn't as like, I thought it would be more gradual, but it was like, literally like, it was like the bright light. And then I'm like, it was red. And I was like, did I break something? Like, like, I'm like, did something like this? I flip a switch. Like, and then finally, like the next day, like I called the guy. I'm like, Hey, just so you know, the lights got weird. He's like, Oh, I forgot to tell you. And I'm like, (laughs) cause I was like, "Ah, I'm just sitting here on the couch. Like how could I break something? I I am not sure what my, uh, what anyone else in the apartment complex was thinking when, when all of a sudden my, uh, my window turned to red, all red inside. I know. They're like, she's in Amsterdam. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, but it was, and, 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 and again, this was before you could buy blue blocking glasses too. So yeah, now, and, now you can buy glasses. You don't have to change every light bulb in your house. But I, but I think it also like, it creates that like cozy feeling to like, start to like get you to like chill out in order to yeah. go to bed. And I know that, a lot of people like they take for granted bedtime. Like I know that, like, because especially like you, you come out for twelve hour shift. Like you're just like I'm free, and you're just probably all like hopped up to like not be where you were. Mm-hmm. And especially when you're working on the boat, you're like, oh my god, I'm on land. This is fabulous. Yeah, and I, yeah, there's a, a lot of work hard, play hard uh, in the military writ large, yes. and especially in the Coast Guard. So there's yeah. Um, I can't say that I was actually taking care of myself when no. we got back. So 
all of that just kind of added up. Yeah. And it's a perfect storm. And, and what you just described, even if you weren't in the military, I see it all the time. Like, you know, you have a more than 40 hour a week job. You might, you might have kids, you might have um, family members, you might have so many other moving parts in your life that for you, sleep is decadent. You're like, oh, you know, if I sleep, then I can't do in your laundry list of things of why you can't sleep. Or, you know, uh, I have a client, um, she, she's like, I do so much for every other person. The last thing I want to, she's like me sitting on my couch and watching Netflix. That's, that's my me time. And if that cuts into me sleeping, so be it. And, and I, you know, it's like, I get it. I know what it's like, that sometimes I'm just running all day that I just, I just want to just sit. And you're like, sleeping, is that resting? You know, like you want to have like active rest. And I, and I, and I get that. And for many people who are listening here, sleep is really challenging and sleep. I have two podcasts and it's number one and number two, the the two sleep podcasts that I have. And then stress manager is a third. So y'all need to sleep and manage y'all stress. (laughs) So as you know, as we were working together, one of the things we really worked on is like, how do we just like even you out? <laughs> so there's not this big volume before we get to um, weigh in time. So what do you think some of the um, results that you had with working with me? So Kim, first I wanted to say, I'm just so grateful for you um, because I think, I, I think you're the reason I'm still in the Coast Guard today. Yeah. And yeah. I can't swim. You're going to make me cry, but you're going to make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but, but I think balance, if, if I could summer, summarize yes. it, um, I would say it's, it's balance that more is, you know, less is more sometimes. Yes. Um, and more food can sometimes lead to, you know, less insanity. Less. <laughs> I mean, imagine that. So, right. you know, my, I, I, you completely flipped the equation on me and, um, and then consistency would be the second one. And, and I probably still struggle with that a little bit, but I think balancing consistency would be how I would characterize all of your lessons weekly. But here's the thing, like the fact that like, I always tell people and I was so funny, I was on a call yesterday and I was like, even though we're not going to get it right all the time. It's the recognition. Like before, the recognition would have gone for like a few months. Now you're like, ah, shit. All right, it's been it's been a, it's a few days. I haven't been consistent. All right, I know I got to get back. I know I have to get back. And even when you were checking in with me, you'd be like, I know I haven't been consistent, but this is how I'm gonna get back. And it was just like you would just already like know how to self correct yourself. And for so many people, that's huge. Like you want mm-hmm. these like. I know I get it. Everyone wants these changes to be like cataclysmic, like it's a nuclear bomb goes off, but the changes are really subtle and it's really small. And it's like your spiral, like your spiral could last weeks, days, months. But if your spiral starts to last like a couple of days, you're like, wait, hang on, back it up. I got to get back. I got to get back on track. And it doesn't have to be like clean, clean, clean. It could be like, yeah, I'm going to have, I'm going to have fun food. I mean, for you, I was like, the love of God, have something fun. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I don't care what it is. Just have something fun. Cause it's like, that's, I I call it like the volcano, like the volcano, like puts all its pressure here and you have like one thing. And then all of a sudden you're like, 
right? Like you like to go on vacation. Like you are like a cruise junkie. Like, I think you've been on more cruises than anyone I've ever known. And I laugh because you're in the freaking ghost guard. (laughs) You know, Kim, I love being on ships where I don't have to work. (laughs) Oh, okay. Because I, I, I always thought it was interesting because, um, one of my best friends, her husband, Navy SEAL, 25 years, and she always wanted to go on a cruise. And he's like, no, <laughs> no, I've been on a boat too much. I can't get on a cruise. No, I'm, I'm the opposite. I just want to be, I love being out on the water. I love being around in and around the ocean. And, yeah. um, and if I don't have to work while I'm doing it, that right. that's, that's bone. And they're going to feed me. And right. And I don't have to do anything. I mean, that's, and they're going to take me from place to place, like a floating hotel. It's perfect. I know. Uh, it, my, one of my husband's best friend, he just, his, his dream vacation was to take the QE2 from London to New York. And he, they just, they just finished. I think they're coming back in the next couple of days. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I could be in the middle of the ocean for, I don't even know how long it takes now. Like I'm like, I know it doesn't take months. So in my head, it might, does it take a week? I don't know. Do you know? Does it take a week? I think that particular cruise is a week. Yep. So, so it's like five days in the middle of the ocean. Oh, it's wonderful. Oh my God. So wonderful. In my head, I would be thinking Titanic. (laughs) I've never seen the movie, but I know the outcome. I know the ending. Everyone does. Um, so yeah, that would be my first thought. I would be like, I'm gonna- I could tell you how the Coast Guard prevents the next Titanic, but that's a whole nother separate podcast in oh. and of itself too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Totally. Another podcast. Yeah. Cause, <laughs> cause I'm into like the whole true crimey thing. So yeah, maybe that's the next podcast I start. Um, but yeah, that would freak me out being that far out of ocean, out, out to sea. Cause like no one can really save you. Can they? Oh, they can. That, okay. That is, uh, All right. that is our primary job. Yeah. All right. So there's a whole system set up for that. All right. So, okay. So now I've, now I can reconsider it before it was not even a thought. Now I can reconsider it. All right. All right. Good, good. <laughs> I mean, my first thing is safety. I mean, I did get on a very small plane this year to go to Tortola. Um, I was not told that it was going to be a very small plane. Um, it was one of my favorite places in the Caribbean. Yeah. Mm, I had never been, um, I went, I did go on a cruise. Um, I did go on a cruise and we went to Virgin Gorda, but we never went to Tortola and it is a very beautiful place. It's gorgeous. But but in order to get there, you have to get on a plane where they, (laughs) everyone has to get weighed and they put you on the plane by weight. So I sat right behind the the uh pilot i could see everything a little freaked out um and i was like you know how to work this thing and he's like if we crash he goes we're buoyant enough to um float i was like okay and he goes but underneath your seat is a uh, (laughs) is a life raft so you're good i'm like should i put it on now he's like no (laughs) I don't do small, small planes. I, I, give I don't me, like small planes either. Give me a three by three plane. I am like calm. That's like <laughs> one by one. I'm like, holy crap. Buddy Holly is calling my name. 
And she, he's like, it was only going to be a 15 minute flight. All right. <laughs> so the one thing I also, I, I've seen as you've like, we've worked together, this is like the evolution, right? Like you were this great leader in the Coast Guard. And now you do, um, you do needlepoint. Yes. And like you and your yep. sister have started this whole like Etsy, like needlepoint business. Well, my sister is into beading. Ah. And so, but, but we started a, a, a YouTube uh, video um, in the needlepoint and cross stitching. It's called floss tube. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of fun building that business. That was kind of a, it started pre COVID, but I would say I had a little bit more time to put into it. Yeah. Uh, during COVID timeframe. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like where, where else could you go? You're like work home, work home. And you're like, the Coast Guard didn't really shut down. We're kind of essential. Yeah, we we were still still doing our thing, but we were we were working from home a little bit more um, than we would normally do. Um, but that was just be- the luxury of my particular position. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, just uh, building a business has been just very fascinating, very interesting. I I. I, I hand it to every small business owner because you're everything, mm-hmm. everyone. Um, mo- most people don't have other people to, nope. to, to help. So you're the marketing person, you're the uh, IT support, you're your customer service, <laughs> you're the customer service, you're the, um, yeah. So I, I appreciate everyone who's trying to put together a small business and run it. It's, um, it's been a lot of fun and really fascinating. And so, Christy, for the people who are um, cross stitchers or embroiderers, um, I don't know the right terminology. Um, <laughs> <laughs> where can they find? Where can they find your YouTube? Your YouTube is just called Floss Vision. Nope, nope. Uh, it's a floss two video, but my company is Salty Stitcher Designs, and uh, my uh, YouTube handle is Salty Stitcher. Um, so I am there and I'm also on Instagram, Twitter, and my website is saltystitcherdesigns.com. So perfect, perfect, perfect. So yeah. Yeah. So if you are out there, I mean, I have another client, she's a very like, um, knitting, she's like a huge knitter. Like you give her like multiple skeins of yarn and she's like, I could be here all night. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was, um, it was a, it it's a wonderful stress release. Well, that's uh, what I was about to say for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, an amazing, uh, amazing craft. Um, I think the military uses it, uses, uh, knitting, crochet, cross stitch, or any type of needle point for, um, to, to help with PTSD. Um, yeah. Very meditative type of, uh, craft. So, and I feel like it's, you know, it's because like, you know, I feel like with knitting, depending on what you're knitting, it could be this, big thing but like with like you know cross stitch like you know depending on how big you make it you're like it's easy to put in a bag and take with you anywhere yep yep it is um i i love that and i and also i started cross stitching well i started cross stitching a long time ago uh, i think when i was 16 years old but really got into it in just during the high stress jobs where where i would come home and the only thing that could turn my brain off is either a good workout or, um, just sitting down and cross stitching. So it's, it's been, 
real nice stress release. And, um, and then I began designing patterns and, um, didn't want them to just sit on the shelf on my shelf. So decided to share them with, uh, with the world. And then who knew, who, uh, who knew. And, you know, it's, it's, I, that's what I always love about those like serendipity moments where you're just like, well, I don't know if they're any good. And then you put it out there and people are like, this is awesome. And you're like, okay. Like you didn't, you someone, had to- yeah, someone finished a cross stitch of mine just the other day and posted it and I saw it and I'm like, oh my God, it kind of, it, it was very uh, interesting to see your own designs out there in the, in the wild. Right. Cause especially like in your mind, it, this is how it looked and then someone else interpreted it and then someone else uh-huh. interpreted it. And you're just like, whoa, it's just like, it's such a organic thing that you're just like, wow, like I would have never thought about those colors or like, I would have never Mm -hmm. thought to like, you know, whatever the subtleness that they bring to the pattern, you were like, wow, that's just so cool. There's so many artists out there and and they make it better, which is, it's really wonderful to see. Um, yeah. So I, I love the, absolutely love the community. I love the, um, the art aspect of it. I love the business side of the house. Um, so it's just been a lot of fun last couple of years. Yeah. And I, and, and I like fun for you because like, you know, you have a very high stress job. And so, you know, I was always trying to find, help you find outlets to just like have an outlet so that it wasn't like work, come home, work, come home. Cause you know, Christy moved probably, I think three or four times. Cause you, we started, started in Houston. Then you moved to. Oh, started in Miami, moved to DC, then to Philadelphia. And then here. Oh no, I was in Texas for a time. Yeah. Texas. Yeah. Texas. And now Los Angeles. Yeah. So it's like, and so as she moved, like you have to like, you know, pack up all your crap and then make new friends at the base, make new friends. And I was like, I just always was like, you need an outlet other than like your cats. I mean, your cats are fabulous. Cats are fabulous. <laughs> One time Christy was driving by herself from Texas to Maryland or DC. Yeah, Maryland. And, yeah. and I was like, I'm like, oh my God, I'm gonna be so nervous about you. You have to check in with me because I'm like, what if someone kidnaps you? And she's like, no one's gonna kidnap me. I'm like, well, I don't know. And so she's like, I have the cat. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I have a cat. That's gonna save her from the kidnappers. I don't know if anyone no. has a if anyone has an attack cat, please let me know because I have never seen an attack cat. Ladybird, a- Ladybird has traveled from Texas to Maryland, and then now she has traveled cross country from Maryland to uh, or Philadelphia to Los Angeles. So she's now, a perfect you, travel companion. Now, did you drive with her? Or did you put her on the plane? No, we. I, I drove with her. You drove. So you drove cross country mm-hmm. by yourself. No, I had a friend. Okay. With All right. Yeah. I was like, how did I not know this? I'm like, I would have known that. Because <laughs> I would have I would had you maybe had you check in with me. <laughs> See, I told you. She's like my kid. See, everyone's like, oh, well, I'm like, I tell people I don't have kids. I'm like, well, I don't technically have kids that I've birthed, but I have kids that I've adopted over the years. They might be older than who, what could normally be my kid, but I do have children that I've adopted um, and that don't live with me. So that's the perfect kid. Just so you know, and you don't have to potty train them or pay for their college. So I win all around all around, <laughs> and I can use the F word with them and they aren't offended by it or child services is going to be called. 
Well, I would say that that would be, you know, if I had to mention a third thing is that you were always very straightforward. And I, I appreciated that, you know, with um, I appreciated the radical candor because um, the last thing the last thing I think I needed was someone just to you know, not waste my time because it wasn't a waste of time at no, all. But, I know but exactly just what someone to draw it out, delay. Um, and, and I appreciated your candor um, with what was going on and what you were seeing because no one else is going to tell you. No. And, you know, I, I, and I always feel like I vibe well with people who want our, who are, um, non-Americans and military because in the military, they don't have time. Like if I'm about to attack a Hill, I don't have time to get your buy-in and see how you feel. It's like, okay, guys, that Hill over there, we're going to run up it and we're going to do something on the top of the Hill. Three, two, one, let's go. Like, there's no, like, you know, how are you feeling, Christy, about this? What's your thoughts? Like, there's none of that. There's no, like, um, a good friend of mine says, I have no social floor foreplay. Because I was like, no, no. In an email, like, my goal is to just, I just want to get back to you. And I want you to be able to, to look at the email and just be like, what am I supposed to do? Like, that, that was, was always my goal. It was like, this is, okay, Christy, you told me you did these three things. Okay. Um, add one more to this, do two of this and stop doing that. Like, I just wanted it to just be like, okay, I don't have to take second guess. There doesn't have to be this back and forth. It's like, all right, I can put this on my fridge and know exactly what I should be doing. Yeah. If I, if, you know, if I wanted that kind of talk, I'd call my mom. Right. But that, right. that's not the purpose of, of any of this. The purpose is to get better, to do better, to know better and then do right. better. Um, and so I appreciated that. Um, it's so funny. Um, I laugh and you're like, Oh, if I wanted that kind of talk, I'd call my mom. I'm like my mom is like the queen of tough love. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, over the years, she's softened a bit, but she, I remember I would come home and be like, Oh, so-and-so was mean to me. And she'd be like, what'd you do about it? So I guess I'm going to have to do something about it. <laughs> like Maybe mom was not the right example. I'd call, you know, no, I'd no, no. I'd, who, I'd call I'd, someone who would, you know, tell no, me. No, what I, I laugh because like I wanted that kind of mom, but yeah. my mom was totally. But now I look back at my mom being that way, and and I look at now like like um like millennial parents who like literally like if the kid they, they get a B on their homework, they're marching to the teacher. Why'd you give Jimmy a B? And the teacher's like, Where's Jimmy? why am I talking to the mom or the dad? So, you know, she was ahead of her time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, I don't want people around me that are going to tell me what I want to hear. No, like, I need, I need people around me who are going to challenge, challenge my thinking and right. um, challenge the way of doing business. If it makes sense. And yeah. Um, you, you provided that for me. So I appreciate that. No. And, you know, I, and I, and I, I love that because I laugh at like, when I, I've run, running these interviews for the last probably four months now. And I always laugh at what people like the takeaway. And everyone has said what you just said that like, every time I, you, you communicated with me, I knew exactly what I was supposed to do. Like there was no, you're like maybe one in 10 emails. I was like, what does she mean by that? And then when I read it back, I'm like, oh, I was typing too fast. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I was like, yeah, this makes no sense because I was typing too fast. <laughs> But I know that when I was um, getting coached, my coach was very much the same way. She was like, 
um, you know, she was a nurse practitioner, the coach that I had. And, you know, you go to the doctor, the doctor's not sitting there having long conversations with you. He's like, all right, take two of these. And if you don't feel well, call me back, get out. <laughs> like they have what, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes to work with you before they kick you out. I think it's seven and a half. Yeah. And it's like, they're Actually. like, they're get in, get out. Like, I think your whole appointment lasts 15 minutes. Like that's yeah. like your entire appointment. And that includes them like testing all the things they test in that 15 minutes. Like I I'm waiting for the day. Like, you know, the nurse comes in with like the clock and it's like, let's go. Yeah. Uh, but Christy, this has just been absolutely fabulous. And I thank you so much. One, I just enjoy seeing you. I, I haven't seen you and I'm so grateful just to see your face and hear your voice. Um, but I just want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to do this with me. And if you guys are cross stitches or even thinking about cross stitching, I'm like, I don't think it's a, a hard thing to start. Look up her salty stitcher and you got a great pattern to start. And it's from all of her travels all over the world. This chick has gone like pretty much everywhere on the planet and except for Antarctica. Have you? Not yet. That's on okay. the, that's in the plans. Well, cause it's probably on a cruise. <laughs> cause I mean, you why would me you, so, you know me so well? <laughs> well, I mean, there's only like, there's only like what the ice hotel there. Like you could stay like, <laughs> you could stay like maybe like 48 hours before you freeze your balls off. <laughs> so Christy, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Thank you, Kim. It's been such a pleasure. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. So ladies look her up. And if you've enjoyed this show, do me a favor give me a review on Apple iTunes. It helps. And I read every single one of them and I love hearing from you. All right. Enjoy the rest of your day and I'll talk to you next week. Ah, what did you think about my conversation with Christy? She's just one of my favorite people. She's just so even keeled and kind of helps balance out my like craziness. Um, But what I loved most about um, what Christy said, and this is where I know I shine, right? And for some people, when you first start working with me, I know that it could be a little, I don't know, I, I can't think of the word that I, I'm looking for. But for most people, when they come to work with me, they want me to give them this laundry list of like, do, 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 don't, don't, don't. And that's not how I work. I'm more of a, I'm a collaborator, right? I want to meet you where you are. I want to understand what's going on in your life. So that when I know what's going on in your life, when I ask you to do something, or I bring up suggestions for you to do something, I know that it's not going to sink you, right? If if I know that you are a busy mom and you're running your kids from here, there, and everywhere, I'm not going to say, okay, so you definitely have to give me an hour in the gym, right? If I know that about your life, I'm not going to ask that. And I know, like, you know, one of the things that, you know, over the years, Christy and I worked together, she'd be like, okay, Kim, um, this is what my schedule is for the next month. And I would be like, okay. So I was like, this is how, can this work for you? Or she would come to me and say, hey, this is what my schedule is for the month. And so this is what I'm going to do. And I'd be like, all right, that sounds good. If you could prioritize, you know, strength training over this. And so we were able to like work in a collaboration. And over the time, you know, as she mentioned in in the conversation, she was like, I was able to help her find balance, right? And that's, you know, and I know balance is this word that some people are like, you can't find balance, but it's like, find balance for you, right? You know, when I look at balance, my goal is to, if you um, if you think about like, um, like a wave, my goal is so that like, you don't have these like really high peaks and you don't have these really low troughs. For me, it's like, how can we like make it so that the, the peaks and the valleys, you know, they are roughly about the same size. Um, 
their peaks and valleys are roughly about the same size. And so that you also kind of have an, a, a, like a known end date of it, you know, um, so that we can start to make sure that as we start to take care of ourselves, um, we can start to feel it. And if you uh, took away from that conversation, you know, as I was teaching Christy Balance, she started to start to tune in. And one of the biggest things I always ask people is like, let's just start to tune in like, to like what's going on so that we can create repeatability, right? That's how you get balance. So that you know that when like you start to get out of balance, you recognize like, whoa, 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 things are starting to get a little out of whack. I got to start. And you know what dials, what levers to pull versus always thinking that it's outside of you, right? We have to release that we have control, right? We have to release the knowledge um, that it's outside of us. And one of the things that, you know, you know, Christy, she's in the military. Like, so, you know, she doesn't have a lot of control over her time, but what she does have control over is, you know, her response, right? She has control over her preparation to the, her upcoming schedule. And for many of us, we, we don't have, we don't, take that into account. And so, you know, one of the things that I loved um, with my time with Christy is that she was able to get into that awareness of like, okay, things are starting to get out of whack. All right. And she would be like, Kim, I know I'm out of whack right now, but this is what I'm going to do to get back and steer the ship. Because so many of us think that like, we always need to be um, driving within the lines. And sometimes we are, right. But sometimes, you know, life, right? Life is always going to, you know, kind of make you shift out of your lane. And then you just need to know how to like, when, when life throws you that, like, you know, shift, then you need to come back in, you know, think of it as a pothole, right? You know, you see that pothole, you drive around it and you come back in. And that's what, you know, as you work with me, one of the things that I learned to teach you is that that's what consistency is. Consistency is being able to foresee where things are going, or even if you can't foresee, be like, okay, um, there's a speed, there's, there's a pothole. I could either go through it. I can go around it. I can go under it. I can go over it. Like what, how am I going to go get around this? And, you know, start to learn more about you so that you aren't always in this like fight or flight type of thing so that you can start to release and just say, you know, it's okay. I can allow things to be easy. I don't have to control every little piece of my life. Um, cause I can't. Right? I can only control what I control. And once we start to recognize that, that's when life gets easy. That's when weight loss gets effortless. That's when we can easily get into this place of maintenance and be able to start to make better decisions. So I'd love to hear you know, how any of this is landing with you. Do me a favor. You can always reach out to me on any of the socials, Kim Jefferson Coach. And I enjoy uh, enjoy having you listen to this episode and enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for listening to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you've made it this far, yay. I'm thinking you enjoyed the show. Let's continue the conversation on Instagram. You can find me at Kim Jefferson Coach. In order for me to keep sharing this message, do me a favor and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so that you won't miss an episode. New episodes are available every Wednesday. The Fit Girl Magic Podcast is intended to provide you with tips, tools, and strategies that will help you make better decisions about your health. 
I really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much. Thank you.